Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Leaf Card, your home for Canadian soccer news and topics. I'm your host Jacob with with my guest Jason. On this episode, we'll be recapping on the quarterfinals of the Canadian Championship and we'll be also discussing that the Women's Soccer League coming into Canada. But first, here's your fixtures rundown. Forge FC has won to Valor FC 3-2 of the score. Calvary versus Halifax Wanderer became, uh, becomes to a draw, two apiece. Vancouver FC versus Atletico Ottawa. Vancouver lost 0-5. Club de Foot Montreal beats Toronto FC 2-0. Whitecaps, uh, Whitecaps lost to Portland Timbers 3-1. And... To the Canadian Championship, we will recapping with our guest, Jason. And I'm going to apologize well in advance. My voice is definitely not holding up this week, but I'll do my best. I will do my best. I will give it the good Rovers try, if you will, because they definitely put a good effort in this week. Yep, yeah, all, all the way we seen versus Valor FC, it was a great match and was one of the biggest upsets from for Canadian Premier League and we've seen how how um, TSS Rovers could actually be be a good competitive team oh i mean the the challenge presented to them by Pacific in you know in comparison to Valor you're you're talking a much better team Pacific is definitely one of the better teams this year uh, you know good goaltending good defense you know are they going to blow you out? No, but I think Rovers really held their own in this one. You know, making sure that most Pacific's scoring chances, or at least their their shots on goal, you know, were from distance. You know, they're not giving them the easy chances. Rovers didn't roll over. Um, they 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 were really really good. They held their own. They looked you know, for a semi pro team to go in against a Canadian Premier League team and not look at a place, not look like it's a mismatch. Rovers proved themselves once again, despite the loss. Yeah. I think that TSS Rovers uh, basically knew what they were doing. And I think also have to give credit to the coach for it. They were really finding good ways to try to take down Pacific FC, but lost. But they know really well how to play defense. Oh, absolutely! You know the fact that you're holding Pacific to just to, you know, even that first goal, right? Like that's, you know, penalty kick or not, right? It's it's they did very well. Like uh, honestly. Rovers with the performance that they put in, not just in this match, but in you know the, their their defeat of Valor in the opening round, they could have been a Canadian Premier League team very easily. Yeah, even even the history of TSS Rovers, they they played in the USL League. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you have a very good team. Um, you know, it's it's a shame that they that they don't get to move on, but. You know, credit where credit is due. Pacific is just a beast of a team this year. Yeah, uh, Pacific FC 
winning to TSS uh, Rovers 2-0. Mm-hmm. And got to hand it to you. Um, this is a team that um, could actually do well. If Pacific continues to play the, the way that they're playing, not only do they have a chance to win the Canadian Championship, they really are putting themselves in a position to be in the talks for contenders for you know, winning it all in the Canadian Premier League this year. Their goaltending is you know, the cream of the crop. Their defensive play and their offensive zone control are top-notch. Like, to uh, Yeah, I get Forge is still the team to beat, but I think Pacific actually has a really good shot at making a lot of noise this year. Yeah, but when you see Pacific FC, who they're going to be versing, it's the Whitecaps. Whitecaps, mm-hmm. Whitecaps um, versing York United. Whitecaps beat it, beat it York United for one. Okay, the, the, this this it should have been much much more. I'm not going to lie. Uh, York United have a, a lot of problems going on, and we're not even going to get into like the the ownership issue. And you know, like obviously there there's a lot of top down problems with this organization at this point. You know, take the own goal out of this. That's just an unfortunate bounce off the crossbar, like straight up pinball. I I don't hold that against uh, Elijah Atakube. It could have happened to anybody. But, but, on the second one, with Giansopoulos, way out of his net. Like, to the point of, like, he may as well have been a midfielder at that point. Like, you have to control your own end much, much better. This game should have been 7 or 8 nothing. Really, the way it was played. Can York turn this around? That that is one of the uh, biggest. Um, that that's a good question. And when you think about Giannisopoulos, that was way out of his uh, goal area. I don't even know. Where do you start? Where do you actually start? That was not a good idea to do. No. That was not. I mean, I get there's going to be nerves when you go up against a, a, a team like the Whitecaps. You know, you're going up against the MLS team. You're going up against, you know, it, it's a David and Goliath situation. But, I mean, you got D. Rosario up front by himself. And I get that there's there's injuries going on. But if you're running a one three two four formation and... Your top goal scorer from last year hasn't found the back of the net this year at all. Ten shots, four on target, nothing to show for it. Dero's trying. But if you have injuries, if you're short on the front, you need to change your formation in order to be able to balance that out. York's not doing that. And it's always a huge thing about uh, Dero. He can't, usually you can't have all have Diorzari doing all of it because all of it himself you have mobile uh, bully he's not he's not gonna even plank to I think to injuries and like mobile bully is like one of the best uh, players for the team yeah I mean I get it's early season I get we're not that far into into the year but York United as a team have two goals 
two as a team you're not going to win anything if you're if that's your output level yeah and still um not even and still they have not won yeah no d rose got you know 12 goals on the record last year right he can do it but he can't do it by himself and now and now in this uh season it's all the pressure Oh yeah, if you if you're behind the eight ball this early on and and the motor's not running, you're not going anywhere. And, and it's not just the pressure for Darizari. You bring in Brian Wright from Atletico Ottawa. Mm. That's also pressure on Brian Wright. Even even to everyone in the in the roster. A lot. It's yeah. a lot of pressure. And when I when I see G, you and going back to Giannisopoulos, of it getting out to his um getting out of uh, his goalie area he could have been red carded oh he could have been uh, the worst that happened is you know it's you know you're down to nothing at that point and it was it was a horrible play like you're batting the ball away and Vancouver is right there to pick it up like thank you kindly for the assist like you are not helping your cause at all. And yeah, I get I get York was able to put one on the board, but you saw how fired up the Vancouver goalie was. You saw the reaction too in the turnaround. Like, okay, we messed up. We took our foot off the pedal. Let's go slam it home. Score right away. Yeah, and give credit to Austin Rich uh Richie uh, getting that getting a goal. That's that's how you respond. Yeah. Things go wrong, you mess up, you you bounce back, right? Adekube has an unfortunate bounce. You turn it around and you go, you go put it in the other net. And that, right? re- and that response, even um, gang, gang Vancouver Whitecaps actually mad for yeah, something. Exactly. That's that's the thing I'm not seeing. I didn't see it all from York. Where's where's the anger at this? Where where is the frustration? Where is the drive? You're up three nothing. You let a goal in, and you get that mad. That tells you who's got the drive and the hunger. I don't. I, I, I don't see that right now to York. I don't. Well, at least you uh, you angered Whitecaps uh, at the points. We wanted that clean. Whitecaps wanted that clean sheet, but they but they let in one goal. Yeah, yeah. But the, but again, but I I still think that fans. Are reacting? They're angry at York. Mm-hmm. And the the problem with CPL teams, right, is if the fans are angry, they're just going to stop going. They're going to stop going, and then you're really in trouble. Yeah, and you look at Forge FC, Atletico Ottawa, tie, uh, basically became a draw and won a piece, and Forge FC beats Atletico Ottawa at. Penalty kicks. As much as I appreciated the Pacific Rovers match, this was the match of the week. This was, you know, a back and forth affair. You had two goalies, uh, very athletic saves. Both Melvin and Henry uh, kept. This could have been a much higher scoring game had it not been for Melvin and Henry. And you know, even when you go to kicks, right, and both of them. Are making stops well, and the the goalposts too. 
you know, you, you go to a sixth round, right? And and Ver and Verhoven just skyrockets one, like to another atmosphere, and you can see, you know, right away, right away, and, and that's the thing. If if you know the goalies are playing that well, and you put one about four floors up, that's the end right there. Yeah, I think that both both goalies have to get credit for this. Even all the players. Because this was a great match. Even a good rivalry mm-hmm. in Ontario. Well, I mean, there's the other thing too. Forge, of course, is the team to beat, right? And you've got that history from last year against Ottawa. Ottawa has done very well at turning things around. You know, here's Melvin coming in from, you know, covering for injury and making the most of those moments. You know, a 5 nothing clean sheet in CPL play. And then you got a 1-1 draw against your defending champions. That's solid. And, that, and this is his um, second second game in the, in this season. Yeah. And... You might say, "Oh, this this might be um, a good time to uh, have a great match," but he did really well in the Canadian in the Canadian Championship. Yeah, everyone becomes every uh, every uh, player becomes um, rusty. Then they come actually great at it. There is something to be said about someone new coming into the fold and. Putting their all into it and reigniting a spark that Ottawa clearly needed. They they've been playing well enough to this point, but now I mean that's a full team effort with a tough loss. Now Forge FC is going to go to the semifinals, and as noticed, they're going to be versing Montreal. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about about this match. The Toronto, most Toronto, of it not on the pitch. The Toronto FC at BMO Field versus closer for Montreal. All right, let's talk about the you know, the game on the field first before we get to the stupidity. In right, it's, two one exactly. And the, the problem is though, it, it could have been worse, right? Like, I'm not trying to slag anyone, but the defense looked like pylons. They did. Like, the feet stopped moving. Montreal really controlled the offensive zone. Toronto, there there was no hustle in the back end. There's no hustle. There's no protection of the net, right? If you're going to stand around and wait to see if the ball comes your way, get out of the way, right? Like, do something, he even put pressure on the on the offense. Yeah, I mean, offensively, TFC had their had, had their moments, right? There was the the Sapong chance. I'm surprised that that didn't lead to a, a a penalty shot. But you know, Montreal goes on the offensive, and they pretty much had their way yeah. with the defenders, and that's that's not good. And then the you know the following weekend, right? The next matchup, you didn't do any better. Yeah, it's 
always what happened to Toronto FC going on to this losing streak? You can't even win a match any anymore. That's the biggest question. Yeah. I mean, the last time we talked on this show, you know, we were talking about how Montreal really were the bottom of the barrel for MLS. They hadn't done well. They weren't finding the back of the net. They weren't, you know, they weren't getting blown out, but they weren't doing well. And TFC was middle of the table. And now it seems like the fortunes were reversed. Montreal changed the game plan, shifted some pieces, adapted, and they've overcome those those early struggles. Will it be enough to make the playoffs? I don't know. I highly doubt it. But TFC are faltering. And I don't know if they can rate the ship. And also from, from this match about Toronto FC against Colorful Montreal, they're not going to have the advantage round. They're not going to be in the quarterfinals. They're going to start from the first round. Yeah. And that's the pressure mode. Yeah. there's You have to put yourself in a position to win. Right? And it starts from your own end. Right? Defense wins championships. And what we saw in this match... In this quarterfinal match, even if TFC had found a way to win, they would have faltered against Forge playing like that. And now during what actually happened off off the field, that's the I did say the stupidity, right? I know that the whole whole thing now becomes an investigation mm-hmm. with all the all the fights. Yeah, and you fool around, you find out. Now, this isn't unique. You know, there there are channels and channels of videos of people fighting in the stands. Too much beer, too much testosterone. It's it it's stupid, and it's dangerous. Right, you're fighting on cement stairs. That high off the ground. One slip on a bag of stale popcorn, you crack your head. You could be, you know, liable. You, you, you could be an accessory to murder. Accidental. But the fact of the matter is, it's a game. What are you fighting for? What are you fighting about? It's a game. And like every single time, like people always respond, always want to respond about it. You want to be the greatest team. Oh, you know what? Be excited when your team wins. Be upset when your team loses. But to start taking your belt off and whipping people and throwing megaphones on the on the field, what? It's it's both both sides about it, and I look at the the investigation that like throwing the megaphone at a at a player that is way off offline. Oh can you imagine if he hit him? That's assault. Yeah it, you you could you could get sued for that. You could mm-hmm. and now you figure out you're part of the invest you're one of the people who are in an investigation. I have never 
ever understood the mentality of throwing anything back on the field. The only time I see it as being even remotely okay is, you know, you catch the away team home run ball, you toss that back on the field, but you make sure you toss it in a part of the field where no one's nearby. That's whatever, right? That's harmless. Now I look at this, this, this whole, whole thing. They make statements about this. So Kings of the North, I which are the is a group. They make the they make a statement about this. We don't condone this garbage, and I and I react to this. I'm like, really? It's been everywhere. We've seen a lot, a lot of fights. Yeah, I mean, it, we're not dealing with European football factories here. We're not, you know, the, 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 we're not gonna see you know, wave upon wave of like bloody stands here. But the problem is, you know, the very next match, you go to Stat Saputo, guess what? You're your your supporter, you're 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 coming in to support TFC, you ain't going to that game. They close that section down. When the fan behavior becomes disruptive to the game, the fans don't get to go to the game. I I, I flash back to and I think it was I can't remember it was like twenty 15, 2016 or something like that. But there were there were riots and protests going on in Baltimore at the time. And it was so bad that the Orioles had to play a couple of home games with no one in the stands. No one. Not a single person was allowed at the game. This is before the pandemic made it necessary. You had no one commentators didn't know what to you know they started cracking jokes about it you know making golf calls but that's all you can do but that's the thing because of the civil unrest at the time in the city and i was in that city around that time went down for a rock festival you know hop on the train and go back to the the train station you look at the window and it's like hmm that hole looks very bullet shaped in the window like if this were this behavior were to continue, fans run the risk of being locked out of the stadiums to see their own team. No one wants that. That's not good for the fans. That's not good for the team or the game. Like, I don't care how mad you are about your team. Don't fight in the stands. I I completely agree. And even Toronto F- Toronto sees a even responded about this statement, uh, even made a statement, and still fans are even are still attacking attacking the team. E- even for example, even the Canadian Soccer Association investigate, and and they still say, "Oh, why don't you investigate uh, Bill Manning? Why don't you uh, investigate uh, Bradley?" I'm like, why are they supposed to be investigated? That that's the question. It should be the fans. Yeah. Their behavior. Bradley's not up in the stands throwing haymakers. He's not taking his belt off and whipping people. Like, I, I again, I do not see the point of getting so mad at your team that you put yourself in a position <clears throat> that you can get permanently banned from all MLSE facilities for TFC, the Leafs, the Raptors, 
concerts, events. Just imagine, you know, 15 seconds, a minute of, of what for a lifetime ban. Weigh the odds. Weigh, weigh, the, weigh the return on this. Yeah. And I have to, I do have to uh, always say this. They have to stop shifting to blame, uh, shifting the blame. So you can, uh, that, oh, it was not me. It was not me at all. It was someone else. Doesn't matter. Now, I, I do know that there are reports that there wasn't adequate security in that section, but still, it doesn't matter if the security guards are there or not, right? People fight in the stands even when there are security guards there. And at what point does the need for more security um, necessitate the need for the team to do more and cut people out of the stadium, right? Extra security costs money. That money is going to be tossed down to the fans, whether it be in ticket costs, beer costs, hot dog costs. Like, it's going to be a trickle-down effect. It's not coming out of Bradley's pocket. Oh. It's not coming out of the team's pocket. They're going to toss that cost back to the fans. You know, the fans that are there primarily to cheer their team on. A couple of hooligans are going to yeah. make it worse. And, well, for fans that gain permit bans... Yep. And they're going to still be more. And I think it's important that MLS came down that hard on them. You, Someone does that. You need to, to make the punishment worthy of the incident. So it hopefully doesn't happen again. And I really hope. Like, from what I've seen, I don't think there are severe injuries. I don't think anyone, you know, ended up in the hospital for longer than any time to, you know, to check out some cuts or whatever. Like, uh, luckily no one got seriously hurt. But all it's going to take is one. Yeah. And yeah. and they they have every right at that point to, to, to go the nuclear option and not and have empty stands. And even uh, like you heard that um, Club to Foot Montreal even reacted to, to this. Yeah. I'm correct that they they banned um they banned Toronto FC fans yeah. coming into to their um stadium. Yeah, that's the worst that happened, right? It could have been way worse. Yeah. Right? It's I mean, it, it is what it is now and hopefully it, this is just a thing of the past, a one-time incident that hopefully never happens again. I'm sure it will. I hope it doesn't happen at TFC, but I mean just consider the options one one thing is gonna go really bad really wrong and the consequences and the subsequent actions of the teams and the leagues after that could be worse than you could possibly imagine yeah so now this now we're seeing the semifinals already finished are already um gonna be starting soon Club to Foot Montreal versus Forge FC. You know me. I was skeptical of Montreal going into this. I'm not so skeptical anymore. They've turned it around and they have done well. I don't know if they have what it takes to beat Forge, but to the same token as well, Forge hasn't really shown a, a level of finish in their game at this point. That, that's a coin toss. 
and on the flip side, you got Pacific versus Whitecaps. Even I, I, on Vancouver Islands. Yeah. You know what? I I know I'm the idiot that said Vaughn might actually make it to the semifinals, but now I'm going to sit here and say, I think Pacific has what it takes to beat the Whitecaps. Yeah. I think they have the better goalie. I think they have the better defense. I think if it's, it's not going to be a high-scoring game by any stretch of the imagination. It may end up being a 1-0 or go to kicks. If it goes to kicks, I think Pacific holds the advantage. And and I've um kind of pre- uh, actually kind of predicted uh this that Vancouver Whitecaps would have been into the semifinals even in, uh, and I I was kind of not sure about TFC versus Montreal. I was kind of it's always this Always this thing. Always this thing. Would Toronto FC win against Montreal? And you've seen, and you've seen it. It's repeatedly. They, they're not really strength. And I would say Montreal could ha- have the edge. And um, my prediction. I, I do think sometimes I might be wrong. I might be wrong about it. Oh, dude, I'm the guy that said that Vaughn was going to make it to the semifinals. So you know, what do I know? But look. If Pacific FC actually beats Vancouver Whitecaps, I would say that that this this actually could be the best best match. I, I think that both matches are are to watch. But you're ha- you're having the reason why I'm picking Pacific FC versus Vancouver Whitecaps. You're versing the reigning champs. That's the that's the reason to to watch it. You want to see the biggest upset mm-hmm. to see who is the next reigning champ. But when you think about Forge FC, it's going to be versing Montreal. Could it be another another great match because, as a matter of fact, is they went to PKs from the previous Canadian Championship. Oh, I, th- I think Forge is a much better team than TFC. So, I mean, that's going to be a much more even match, I think. Um, Forge is going to have to put the pedal down and do what they did in the opening round and just take any question of any possibility of loss out of the out of the factor. If it's all square at halftime, you give Montreal a chance. Forge needs to... You know, put it on the bro. Put it on the board early. I think if Forge FC, if that was Forge FC versus Toronto FC, oh, that'd be Forge all the way. That would have been Forge FC, and even for the 2020 Canadian Championship, which was basically Forge FC and Toronto FC, which was had to be delayed. Mm-hmm. It went all to all the way to PKs. Now, Forge all Forge way, is a solid team, absolutely. I can't believe how improved Forge FC is and how competitive it is that it blows my mind how competitive they are in the Canadian Championship that they could actually go to the finals again. I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Forge were in Major League Soccer, they would do very well, I think. Yeah. Um, when we could talk, talk about women's uh, soccer coming to Canada in 2025. Um, now we're seeing 
now we're seeing three teams being being announced. Um, Vancouver Whitecaps and um, uh, Calgary Foothills were the first two to be announced. Now we're seeing now we're seeing um, Toronto actually getting a team called the AFC Toronto City. Yeah, this this league from all initial indicators is doing everything right right off the bat first you've got people like diana matheson and christine sinclair on board right away two very 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 recognizable names in women's soccer in this country you also have very good sponsorship behind it you got cibc you got air canada you got canadian tire you got DoorDash, but three of those four are iconic Canadian businesses and brand names, especially with Air Canada in there. That's going to handle your, your, your travel back and forth. Canadian Tire. This is the one that really stands out to me. I mean, yeah, CIBC with some money there, but with Canadian Tire, the, the key for this league is to bring more girls to the interest of, of being in the Canadian Women's Soccer League. This is where the grassroots comes from. Even, even for example, to promote uh, the sport. Yeah. I mean, you think, right? Parents, you got a kid. They're, 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 they want to join sports. They want to go play soccer. You go to, you go to Canadian Tire, you buy a soccer ball. They want to go play hockey. You go to Canadian Tire and you get the gear. That's always been the way it goes. Canadian Tire is very good at building the grassroots level from the kids up. This is huge. This is key. And to have those kind of sponsors on. And you got Dome Productions in as one of your, your sponsors as well. That means the production level of the games for for broadcast is going to be very, very good because Dome Productions has a long history of doing sports television production in this country. And as far as the markets go, right? Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, those are no-brainers. It's it's great that the White Caps name is out there. Just just like with the the the, the FA Women's Soccer League, right? Man City, Man U, Arsenal, you already know the cities and the teams and the tie in together and the fact that you have, you know, if you go to like the, the I think it's like the the Man U and the Man City teams, you can go check the women's rosters. Well, it 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 creates a partnership, right? So to have the White Caps tied to this league already and that name involved creates instant recognition. I just question. I just really question about Toronto FC. Why weren't they involved? I really don't know. Yeah, that's even. Even, uh, That's a missed opportunity. This is going to be even worse if Toronto FC doesn't even react. If even if Montreal, like for example, Club de Foot Montreal, what if they act, actually are the, going to be the next team? Oh, we're going to come in, and Toronto FC says, "I didn't expect that." I, I mean, here's the thing, right? If if Montreal gets a women's team and they call it the Impact and they and they, you know, they they partner with CF Montreal, that's that's a smart move. I don't know why TFC is involved. I don't know if they are or not. Um, 
but to have the white caps name involved creates instant brand recognition and that's going to be the early the early clue okay you're going to have to get eyes on you're going to have to um create a a visible product and a lot of it too i mean obviously one soccer is going to be very involved with it okay you're going to have to create a video product that's going to be seen by everyone. I think there's a, a really good opportunity here, and it's, hear me out on this one. Yes, One Soccer has the deal with Talus, and that's great for Out West. And obviously, if you're going to create an eight-team league to start this in 2025, you're going to want to put it in, you know, probably four in the West, four in the East. Um, Montreal, definitely. Uh, Hamilton's a possibility, but you don't want to put too much into Ontario. I think you got to touch the Maritimes, but you're going to need a national video platform. And one soccer is definitely going to be in the mix, you have to think. But I think there's other avenues that's going to help bring some ad dollars to it. Could be TSN. It could be TSN. It or could maybe be... Bell or. <clears throat> yeah, it could be TSN, it could be Sportsnet. Chorus. At one point in time, Chorus had um, a, a license with the CRTC to be able to create a sports network that they never really did anything with. Okay, They spent their time in acquiring things like uh, Ken West and Global and all this kind of stuff. Now, they have a partnership with Paramount, and that's called Pluto TV. Pluto TV is what's called a fast network. Free ad-supported television. So basically TV just on the internet. So you go to Pluto TV and they have some on-demand stuff, but they also have um, channels that are dedicated to certain uh, genres and brands. Their sports offerings right now, there are four, only four um, sports channels on their streaming service. You've got BN Sports Extra, you've got Mav TV, you have uh, Impact Wrestling, and you have the World Poker Tour. So really, you have two sports networks, right? And two, you know, one sports entertainment and one a bunch of guys sitting around wearing sunglasses, holding cards, and making more money than I'll ever see. But there's an opportunity here. And whether it's a women's sports streaming channel on a fast service like, like Pluto TV... Or if it's a just a Canadian soccer one. But the thing is, if you go with a women's sports streaming channel, right, and it's Paramount, which is also obviously you know, partnerships with CBS, you also have the ability to put things on there like the, 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 the NWSL, right? The time is now for a women's sports network. I think I, I really agree. I think the popularity in uh, women's soccer in Canada, it is, it is actually there. Yeah, and it's not just soccer. You think about the athletes in this country that are doing well in their respective sports, right? Obviously, Canadian women's hockey is always up there, right? And the fact that you know there is the there's still the the the, the Dream Gap tour, the Secret Dream Gap tour that goes around that could use some more eyes on it. Um, obviously the Canadian Women's Soccer League coming up, but even some of the best athletes in their sport are from this country. 
Look at Leila Fernandez. Look at Brooke Henderson. You know, you've got phenomenal athletes coming out of this country representing the good female athletes that we produce. Give them the air. Give them the, the space to be seen. And I think a network like Pluto TV, if they were to jump on that, partner with CBS, pull some of the, the, the content, because you've got Christine Sinclair still doing stuff with the NWSL, right? You have Canadians down in the States playing in these leagues because they're the only leagues that they can play in. They're the only leagues that, that, that that's available for them. Give them the network, even if it's not live, even if it's just full game replays and say a nightly show, it wouldn't take much to put together a network like that from a content perspective on a fast service. We had one. We had WTSN. Back in, I think it was like 2001, 2002. We had a women's television network and maybe it wasn't the right time for it. Maybe the, the leagues didn't have the broadcast deals to support it. Now we have it. Now we have the available networks and the ability to, to show all of these leagues. Now's the time. Yeah. Um, I think it is the right time. I think it's one of the greatest um, times to actually get it. Even it's going to be close to the World Cup. Think about it. You're mm -hmm. you're gonna have a full full house of Canadian soccer coming. Yep. You had the Canadian Premier League. You're now gonna have the women's soccer league in Canada, and then later you're gonna come with the World Cup. This league is the right the step in the right direction to correcting the errors uh, that Soccer Canada had in lack of funding towards the women's national team. This is this is how you make it right. Yeah. Now it is actually and I and I hope it it does well in the financial. Even even yours even for example the Canadian Premier League does well in the future in in fi in uh financially. Yeah, Pro Project Aid has made some smart moves in getting this off the ground. Yeah. And now finally being the member of the Canadian Soccer Association, mm -hmm. it it was about time. Yeah, and that's all, and that's full time in this episode of of the Red League Card. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm your host Jacob. Subbing out. <laughs>